0: Wow. It's finally a general community quarantine here in the Philippines. 3rd day. And I don't know. I'm so half-hearted about that. Then again, it makes things a bit more loose. Then again, No. Uh, then again, I don't know. But anyway, good day. This is, as usual, your host, Mr. Comes for Namaste Weird. The weird in me honors the weird in you. Hmm. All right. Today, we're going to be talking about an interesting topic that triggered me last night. Well, yesterday. Originally, I wanted the podcast to be about family because why not right but I saw how much more urgent it is to talk about this thing all right this thing called spiritual bypassing and really spiritual bypassing well we'll get more into that later as we as we come into the podcast but um just a little background into how this got triggered so I was I was taking a break from make from the recording the podcast and I was already like halfway through done and so I made the mistake on going on Facebook I mean it wasn't really that much of a mistake but you know how when you're taking a break and you just said okay maybe I should just go into social media for 10 minutes it's never just 10 minutes Jesus it's gonna reach up to maybe an hour or half the day Or half of the time that you, or, you know, times 10 of the time that you thought that you were going to just be on social media. I mean, it's, wow, it's just really a massive black hole. But, but, not to say that it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that it has a certain way, or that we people have a certain way of finding ourselves getting sucked easily into a black hole. Whatever that black hole may be. Anyway, and again, one of those black holes is spiritual bypassing. But again, more on that later. But going back to the story, I was I was on Facebook and I'm like, mmm, what's this? Mm. And then I suddenly saw a post that a very good friend shared and I was like, Oh, what's this about? Then I saw that it was about this guy on on yeah, on social media, and I don't know where he's from, but Basically, he was talking about how people who do different spiritual practices, if they don't join rallies and go out into the streets, you know, or even have that sense of of, of wanting to fight injustice, then what is their practice good for? Right? And it triggered me because at, at the end of the day, you start to look at it and think about it and really think about it. Being a practitioner in yoga, being a yoga teacher, practicing meditation, also teaching meditation, you know, breath work, psychedelics, all of that, everything that I, everything that that something that I do, you know, it's not so much that it was being put into question, no, but more so it hit a chord in such a way where it's like, wait a minute wait a minute, I know this. I know this kind of energy that he's talking about. And it's called spiritual bypassing. And he even puts it out there. So I was like, yes, this is why I'm so triggered. Because there is such a thing as spiritual bypassing and a lot of people are still going at it. And so it made me think about myself, am I spiritually bypassing? And I think about it and I'm like, maybe. I could be, maybe in some ways I still am. You know, but that's the thing. It's maybe I'm just, I'm in that part of the journey. All right. So my, my, the reason why I got so triggered about it, or at least the surface level reason why I got so triggered about it was because it was like, what's this? What the hell are you fucking saying? Like if that guy was right in front of my face, I would just look at him and give him the fucking finger here. Why? Why? Why would I just give the guy the fucking finger? Because think about it. You are there talking about these spiritual practices and saying that they don't make sense or they're not effective because people are not doing a certain action. And I'm like, fuck you, man. Everybody's in a journey that you not know of or that no one knows of. And I'm sure you're also in a journey that no one knows of. And that journey is probably an internal thing because we're all going through it right now. But who the fuck are you to say that one's practice is not effective or does not make sense or is not on point just because you're not doing something. And in this context, it's going out in the streets and rallying. And I'm like, fuck, man. God, I've been through that bullshit, I've gotten to rallies, and I thought I was woke as fuck. No! Jesus! It just actually showed me how asleep I was. Why? Because I would be telling people, you should be rallying too if you really give a shit. And I'm like, whoa. When I had to see that right in front of my face, and that was there, it was right there. I couldn't bypass that bullshit anymore. I was like, there's something here. There's something here that a lot of people are going through in different ways that we're not looking at, that we're afraid of because we're in a state of panic. But anyway, yeah, that's the trigger. And we'll get more into it again later as we go into the show. But for now, you know, let's just, Let's just start with gratitude Or rather, let's restart With appreciation For our friends At the Anchor app For making this podcast possible Without the Anchor app You wouldn't hear Mr. Combs talking all day Well, for these next coming For this next coming hour or so But still This podcast would not be available if not for the Anchor app. So useful. I swear to God. A lot of people that I've been recommending it to have also been enjoying a lot. I'm still trying to figure out how to (laughs) record with my friends. Excuse me. Because two Aquarians, two other Aquarians and I, two beautiful women. Damn. Wonderful, wonderful women. Have been very good friends of mine. Want to make another podcast and i'm not going to talk about that right now but we want to make a podcast and we want to record it via the anchor app and so we're still trying to figure out how to record together and when we will it's going to come out and Mr. Combs is definitely going to give you guys a sneak peek of it yeah and also we would like to thank our friends of course at Brew the Coffee and today, I'm drinking a Benguet blend. Mm. It's lovely. Benguet for me, or among all the coffee beans that Brutha has, Benguet is a wonderful balance of something strong and of something flavorful. And on my, in my own experience, it is pretty light. Light in the sense that it's not as acidic as Sagada Dark Or any of the other dark beans but it's also not as but it's also a bit more flavorful than some of the lighter beans yeah so I like Benguet blend and I think you would also enjoy it Brew the coffee prides themselves in same-day delivery so the moment that you order as long as it's not in those incriminating hours like 6 p.m. onwards I guess you'll get your coffee or you get your delivery on the same day, all right? And I shit you not, it was a pretty quick delivery. <laughs> and also, they do grinding requests on um, per order. So if you want your your coffee to be coarsely ground when you get it, or finely ground when you get it, just let guys at Brew the know, and they will hook you up easy all right um well yes uh we'd like to thank checkpoint vape again of course for the wonderful relics that they have provided me over the first over the course of the past weeks and i and i'm telling you i've again like i've been a heavy smoker and this relics has really been helping me i've gone down to almost what five sticks a day the occasional six or seven. But still, I, sm- I used to smoke a lot and now the relics has really helped me bring down the amount of sticks that I've been smoking. But here's the catch. Just because I've bought my cigarette smoking down doesn't necessarily mean that my smoking habit has been curbed any much, uh, much more. All I'm saying is that now I'm given the choice to be a bit more mindful about my smoking because this device is so easy to just put in your mouth take a and blow it out and do it again and it's so nice and flavorful that it makes me want to keep going and that's the trick but my point is the amount of sticks or carcinogens that I'm putting into my body probably has lessened I don't really know but all I know is that I'm coming into a more mindful practice of smoking or vaping or however you want to call it or relaxing, whatever but yeah, thank you guys. A checkpoint vape. I just got my new um pod last night and it's basically a spa in your mouth jesus christ it's so fucking good lemon tea kind of tastes like nasty iced tea or lipton iced tea actually to be more specific but i don't really give a shit all i feel like is that i'm that i have a spa in my mouth oh god it's so relaxing and i guess that's one of the reasons why i still like taking a couple of hits like multiple hits over and over again and oh my god yeah more so a call to be mindful about it. I love it. Whoa, Woo, wait. Speaking of, let me take a hit. Oh, God. Spa in your mouth. Lovely. Anyway, and of course we would like to thank the lovely, lovely, lovely Pao Villanueva for hooking us up with really amazing kimchi. Fuck, I love kimchi. God, okay, yeah, I wanted to go on a 14-day kimchi fast and I realized after talking to Pav that it's not that good of an idea. Fuck. <laughs> well, there are studies out there. People, ladies and gentle dudes, Please, if you decide to do something, do your research first. It's good to do something in the spur of the moment, but also think about it first. Take a pause. It's always good to take a pause, go into the interwebs and use it for for something a bit more educational than just ranting on social media. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying that the internet has fucking many uses, right? But anyway, Go onto the internet, search something first before you get into it. Even just basic, just so you know you have an idea and you can adjust accordingly. But anyway, so I wanted to go on a 14-day kimchi fast. And after talking to Pao, I kind of realized that's not that much of a good idea. Uh, In the essence that it's because it's not really that healthy for, for someone, for anyone. I mean, a coconut fast is a different story. But a kimchi fast, hmm, maybe that's something that needs to be considered first or research to be considered with first yeah so just a brief story about their kimchi and just really why i appreciate it so much you know so um they made this pao and her family made this kimchi together and oh my god there's something different about when a family makes something together or when a group of people who have love for one another and are doing something together to manifest that love, you know? It just transfers to whatever they're creating. I don't know about you guys, but for me, in my experience, something that is made with pure intention tastes so much better, or feels so much better, or at least more resonant with me, I guess, when it's done, With the purest intention. As compared to something that's just done with the intention to make money. I mean, not saying that it's not going to be there. But the point there is, it's done with a pure intention. And it's done with an intention that is beyond making money. Because maybe the intention of making money is rooted in the fact that they love each other so much that they're willing to put in their time and effort to earn together or to make something together as a family so that they can also earn it now that's beautiful because they're healing together you know and a lot of families need to heal together especially now especially now whether it is your direct family or your blood family or if it's family or if it's a Couple of people or a group that you consider family, you know something that I've come to realize over these past few weeks is that it doesn't really matter who or what you consider as family. The point there is that your that mommy, daddy, um, brother, and sister or whatever will always be inside of you. All of those archetypes, you know, are always inside of you, and it's about and recognizing that and seeing that around you you know and you know you just can't help but think that yeah the people that i consider my family still reflect my own family because they're in my blood they're in my dna they're in my genes but so yeah dude that the kimchi that they make is just spot on it's a well-balanced flavor not too spicy not too salty you can eat it on its own and yeah no seriously after receiving the kimchi dude two days after because we received it Monday today it's like we're already half we're, we're already in the second um, 800 gram pack that they that they gave us and it's now halfway done and I'm like, oh my God, we need to order more that's just really good and the people that I'm living with man. They love kimchi, like they love kimchi and they fucking approve of this kimchi. So, wow, this is really good stuff. So thank you again, Pao, and your family for making this kimchi so awesome and so possible and ready and available for people to enjoy, for people to feel the love, yes. And of course, to feel really good stuff in their gut so that they can, so that they can release it out nice and easy yes lovely oh thank you so much uh, if you guys want to order or if you guys want to check out any of our friends i will be putting them up or we will be putting them up rather in the podcast description as links all right um yeah so uh,
1: yeah let's get on
0: with the show i guess yeah all right and of course sorry we would like to thank you you yes you the person who is listening for, of course, making this podcast possible. Because without you, the listener, who would I be speaking to? Well, of course, there's always me, but yeah, you get my point. Thank you for listening. Thank you for holding the space or for co-holding the space with us here at Namas Weird. we the weird in us. Honors, the weird in you. <laughs> for holding the space with us <clears throat> to make these conversations possible. Or fine, monologues, dialogues, whatever, possible. All right, so let's get on with the show. do this spiritual bypassing Jesus Christ really seriously comes 730 in the morning and you're gonna be talking about spiritual bypassing whoa don't you think it's a bit heavy no why just because there have been so we've we've, we basically talked about death early in the morning too so I don't think this is any heavier at all than spiritual bypassing man or this isn't as heavy as death, so. Yeah, hey guys, don't forget to drink your water, please. Oh, speaking of not forgetting, maybe we should start with some breathing as well. Oh God, it's so good to breathe right now. So yeah, wherever you are, please do take a nice seat. You no, know, whether it be on the ground, or on a chair, or if you want to kneel, go ahead, or lie down, fine, go ahead. It's your practice. So wherever you are, find yourself in a comfortable position. And just take a couple of breaths in and out normally, just to get a bit more in tune with the rhythm of your breath. It's naturality. And of course, take the time as you're breathing right now to listen to everything that is around you, whether it's coming from your phone or from nature. Just allow yourself to listen to everything going on. That is the sound of the moment. A Couple of more breaths in. Really finding that rhythm, or noticing and recognizing that rhythm in your breath. Allowing yourself to really bring in an inhale and exhale. Feeling the air coming in and feeling the air flowing out. You can breathe through the nose and out through the mouth if you want to. Wherever you're comfortable, good. Now breathing all together, let's release the exhale all out. Taking an inhale through the nose, one two, three, enjoy the pause. Exhale for one, two, three. Notice and enjoy the pause. Inhale again, one, two, three. Notice the pause. Exhale, one, two, three. Enjoy the pause. Inhale one more time, one, two, three hold it in for a couple and exhale one two three and one last for keeps inhale one two three let's hold the breath for three two one exhale one two three hold the breath three two one inhale deeply Exhale through the mouth. Inhale deeply, belly and then lungs. Exhale fully. One more. Inhale deeply. Exhale fully. Start to gently blink your eyes. Come back into noticing your breath. And welcome back. (laughs) <laughs> Alright, hope you're feeling a bit more calm A bit more chill or whatever you're feeling Enjoy that Enjoy that feeling Good Alright So yeah, if, if you missed the introduction Which is weird Because you probably wouldn't have hit this portion If you missed the introduction I was talking about how You know The backstory Of, of this podcast And again, it was triggered by a post I was talking about like how If you're doing a certain practice Especially if it's a spiritual practice You know you're And you're not out in the streets Joining your brothers and sisters Rallying God Then your practice isn't working And I'm like Jesus fuck What's wrong with you? Not that there's anything wrong with you But what's wrong with your thinking? Not that there's anything wrong with this thinking But what the fuck are you saying? Really? Really? And I mean, this is going to be touching up on a lot of things in many levels. Probably the past few topics that we've been talking about, we will be tracing just a bit back on them because spiritual bypassing really happens on a very subtle level. Sometimes you may not even know it, but we are spiritual bypassing. And it's coming from a space of trauma. It's coming from a space of pain. Because that's what bypassing is. You're skipping. You're skipping something. You're bypassing something. You're trying to find a way around it. <laughs> and there's a beautiful quote that Frankie sh- shared with me the other day, or rather, a beautiful um, excerpt from Eckhart Tolle. And he was, and I won't read the whole thing. God, it's too long. Just read it yourself if you want to. But he was basically stating out there that pain is not something that you can bypass or something that you can, um, that you can just move around or over. Pain is something that you must go through. If you think that you need to stay away from suffering, no. He was saying that suffering is something that comes to you. And the more that you resist it is also the same time the more you hold on to that pain and that suffering and going through it, allowing yourself to move through it and to let it move through you, then you're actually letting it go. You know what I mean? If that makes sense, imagine you're holding on to a burning coal. You're resisting the pain. Why? God knows why. But you're resisting the pain for whatever reason. Instead of just letting it go and allowing the pain to linger and feel through it and then let it simmer down, you know? No pun intended. But that's like the analogy to me of what Eckhart Tolle was trying to say. And I'm like, yeah, why not, right? And we hold a lot of pain. A lot of suffering with ourselves. For whatever reason, we try to bypass that by using different practices, especially spiritual practices, to get through that. Or rather, not to get through that, but to alleviate, to resist that, to hold on to it. And a lot of practices, I am telling you already, a lot of practices will be telling you, don't mind it. Don't put your attention to it. Don't this, don't that. Focus on this, focus on that. And so you do, and the pain starts to become repressed and it gets deeper and bigger like a fucking tumor, you know? And then when it rears its ugly head because of a situation that happens, or because maybe not even through a situation, but it's just that feeling that's been inside and now is rising, you know, building up because of so much bypassing. And that when it hits you, oh, ouch, it hurts so much more. Wow. You know, and if anyone or if any of our listeners have ever read Dune, oh, Frank Herbert's masterpiece in science fiction, there's a school there called the Bene Gesserit, and they're a bunch of women, right? They're a group of women who are just so strong and mentally, right? And, and they know how to manipulate through the use of words and um, tones of voices and breathing and the You know, they just have practices that allow them to be mentally strong and, and capable and even, yeah, just manipulate, you know, for lack of a better term. But there's nothing wrong with that because, fuck, these, like their practices are pretty cool, you know being able to notice and control a person just by saying a word, like totally uh, totally disarming them, literally, from their defenses with just a word. And it's not even because of the word, but because of how the tone of voice or how it's said. And yeah, I mean, fuck, just read Dune. You'll get it. You'll get it. Or research it. Bene Gesserit. So anyway, they have a litany. And a part of their litany, and I'm not going to do it per quote or um, verbatimly quoted. But just the essence of it is that fear is the mind killer. Fear is the little deaths that bring total obliteration. So that's one of the f- parts of the litany. The other part, you know, again, I, I could I-, I may be misquoting, but the essence, I'm I'm trying to keep the essence there. And the other part of the litany goes, I will face my fear and let it run over me and through me, or course over me and through me. And when it has, cor- and it has moved its path, I will look back at it from where it's gone and see nothing is left, only me. And so that's the same thing. Eckhart Tolle and Frank Herbert were basically saying the same thing. Fear, pain, suffering, are things that give you those little deaths. Why? Again, trauma, memory. And we talked about this in the previous podcast, right? And I mean, cortisol, the hormone cortisol, or the chemical cortisol, that's basically the stress hormone, right? Or the stress chemical Is something that we produce When our our being I guess physically Undergoes a certain form of stress And when we talk about stress It's neither bad nor good Because there is good stress And there is bad stress Positive stress, negative stress Beneficial stress Or detrimental stress It's It's just how you use it And how it affects you Or you allow it to affect you But anyway So our bodies hit stress Or receive stress And cortisol starts to Flush into the system Why? Because it needs to pump it up It needs to tell the system Hey, hey, hey You gotta work You gotta do something You gotta move Right? And Now when we repress When we repress Pain, anger, fear Because You know, cortisol is there to Just tell you You need to survive When we repress that It's almost like We're telling the cortisol I can't release you right now You gotta stay in the system And it becomes poison You know it comes into you neutral, and then depending on what you do with it, again, touching back on the information podcast uh, episode, it depends on how you utilize it, how you make of it, what you make of it. So your cortisol, now you can either use it to do something about yourself, whether it be sitting down with the emotion or letting the emotion or the feelings move. It really depends depends on you but if you just repress it you just distract yourself and I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that I'm just saying that the more you repress your cortisol or your stress or your pain your suffering your fear your trauma well the more it becomes poison the more it starts to eat your system physically mentally emotionally and spiritually and that's basically spiritual bypassing you know what I mean because now you're processing stress in such a way where it's repressing the same stress, the same trauma, as compared to utilizing stress to release that trauma, that pain, that suffering. And again, spiritual bypassing comes in many forms and sometimes you don't even know, and sometimes we think that we know that it's not, but it actually is. And so what the fuck do I mean? Comes, what the hell are you saying, man? So are you saying that everything that we do is spiritual bypassing? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, and again, intention. Where does your intention lie? And also just like stress, how are you expressing that intention? Now, going back to the article or to the post that triggered me so hard. Now, okay, we have to recognize that whatever the guy was going through, I'm sure he was going through something. And I'm sure his call to action is basically, wake up, wake up people, there's something that we're not seeing, or there's something that we're seeing and we're not doing anything about it. And there's some people who are doing something about it and we need to unite to one cause. Okay, all fine, good, good intentions. You want to wake people up you want to get people to join a movement but we have to remember the road to hell is also paved with good intentions right and it's always the case you know what i mean but more often than not it leads to it why because it feels like we need to dictate something we need to tell people that what you're doing is wrong and what i'm doing is right that's basically self-righteousness going touching back to the previous episode on death remember if, if you remember correctly i was saying something about like self-centeredness and selfishness have a difference and now to me they actually don't really make that much of a difference because at least you're thinking about the self you're prioritizing the self you know and it doesn't mean that just because you prioritize the self means that you're not prioritizing anything else. But you're more so putting a bit more attention and focus towards the self. It may not be the small s self, or it could be, but eventually in the long run, it becomes the big S or the self or what the Hindus call Atman, you know, the higher self, whatever. But yeah, so going back, going back, there is a difference now, I see it with self, selfishness and self-centeredness to self-righteousness. And I start to find, or coming to my own experience of self-righteousness, when I started this whole spiritual journey, my God, I felt so self-righteous. I mean, I quit my job of working at an, inter- at an at an internet platform called RadioRepublic.ph and fuck, I love these guys at Radio Republic. I mean, apart from just the work that I was doing, the people there were extra amazing. You know, and they gave, like, that was my first job in the real world and it was really so much fun. So I can't say that I was a corporate slave because at the end of the day, who's really a slave. But anyway, I couldn't say that I was a corporate slave because I was really enjoying what I was doing. And then, you know, just things happen and I decided to get into yoga. Well, because, yeah, you know, I wanted to impress a girl. (laughs) But, you know, within that same essence and within that same right, my wanting to impress someone eventually led me to going into a spiritual path. And that was great. So I did yoga, got immersed into spirituality, and I started seeing, like, wow, there's so much shit that people aren't seeing, huh? There's so much things that I'm seeing now that seem to make more sense than what is actually happening or how I used to see things. Right? And I felt like it was my mission. It was my purpose in this life to spread that kind of awareness and to, like, you know, tell people that what they're doing is only half of the picture. And to, like, say that this is the way. And I'm like, oh my God, all right. It was so, it was so fiery. It was so passionate. I was so passionate about it. Right? And it consumed me. Came to the point where I was receiving feedback from friends that were very close to me saying, the fuck is wrong with you, man? Why are you so like Yeah, like preachy and, and bossy and, and saying that what we're doing is wrong? And I'm like, yeah, because what you're doing is wrong. <laughs> you know, and I, I told myself, yeah, you know, I'm not gonna hang out with these people because they're so low vibration. You know, that's not the shit that I should be putting my energy through. You know, and yeah, I I did that, but sometimes I would just suddenly hit another group of people that become my friends and then because we resonate on a certain level and then when I get to know them more, I'm just like, oh my God, it's the same thing over and over again. And it just cycles, fuck. It just fucking cycles. I meet people, I get to know them, we vibe and then we don't vibe anymore because they're still quote unquote acting in the low vibrational frequency. And it cycles And I'm like Fuck there's something wrong What the fuck Should I just go in a hermitage You know Or or, or whatever And And it's not to say That there's anything wrong with that But I'm just saying That there was something That I was Seeing Out there But not in here And so At some point When I started reflecting on that And I guess I was just fortunate enough To be able to receive that space When I went to Palawan And had a month and a half to spend at Bahay Kalipay in Puerto Princesa and in Maya Earth Village. Please do check out these places. They are wonderful places here in the Philippines and, and they are gems in Palawan, you know, apart from the other gems. And, but essentially like Bahay Kalipay and Maya are my home, you know, or one of my homes, but it's like my home home. Like the moment I set foot in Palawan, that's when I knew I was like, oh my God, I've, I've come home. Like this is home inside and outside wow but anyway that's besides the point so i was given that space to really reflect on myself and to see what was going wrong because i i felt i thought you know maybe this is where i belong maybe this is where i belong you know this place but even then there were still places like even within maya and in bk there were places that were still there were still people that i would come into contact with that were exhibiting the same thing and i'm like what's wrong even in this place maybe the place doesn't matter then eventually i realized maybe the people don't even matter what matters then and it hit me that it's myself that i was spiritually bypassing something and i saw that it was that it was a sense of self-righteousness you know that The thing that I was quote-unquote fighting against was the same thing that I was becoming shit I didn't like religion prior to my stay in Palawan I thought it was a load of bullshit especially the the whole worshiping of of God and stuff like that you know and I, I couldn't also find sense in atheism or you know but I was doing yoga and I was praying to, to Vishnu and and Krishna and and Shiva, you know, and, and to Yogi Bhajan and, and and all of this and I was venerating and adoring them. And, and you know, after coming from Palawan, it just made me think, holy Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, there's nothing wrong, you know, with 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 looking up or emulating or you know practicing the practices of, of these people or you know or of these gods. But why am I Spreading or doing spirituality the way that I did not want to do it in the first place. I mean, one of the reasons why I personally hated religion or organized religion per se, or even politics, you know, if we were to, to extend it a bit further, was because of how how erroneous and you know in your face they spread beliefs saying that what you're doing is wrong and that this is the way, the truth, and the light but it's like they're saying the exact same thing anyway at least in the case of religion so it made me think it's not so much of what's outside but what's inside what am I bypassing within myself and so And I saw that there was a certain sense of self-righteousness just because I quote-unquote saw new more and because I saw another perspective. I already equated that to thinking that this is the right perspective and everybody should follow so that we will have a peace and loving and harmonious world. Fuck, I was such a fucking hippie. I mean, I still am a hippie. But I don't think I'm, I'm, I'm like that kind of hippie anymore. You know? And it just hit me. Like, fuck. Yeah. I mean what really went wrong was at least in my own experience was the fact that i was telling people that they should do something about their lives that they should fix their lives because how they're living their lives is wrong maybe maybe to a certain point they're living their lives unawaringly but that's nothing wrong i mean people have their own journey allowing myself to come into that space of self-reflection and facing my fucking self-righteousness allowed me to open up kindness and compassion not just for myself but for everyone else. Because there were points in time where I would look at myself and be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know, you're already doing all of these practices and you're still not getting the point. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm sorry for making a mistake. And you see, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm fucking saying. God, it's our self-righteousness. Not our selfishness, not our self-centeredness, but our self-righteousness that bypasses or that we use to bypass ourselves the things that we need to look at. And self-righteousness is such a tricky character. It's such a tricky energy because sometimes you don't think that you're doing it, but you actually are. You think you're doing the opposite, but quite frankly, you could be doing what what you've been wanting to avoid. And that's why I always find it such a tricky thing when people say, or even when I say, I'm not going to be like this, I'm not going to be like that. Because it's like you're fucking inviting that energy into your space. You keep talking about it, and thus it's going to happen at some point, and it's going to manifest in a way that you never probably thought about it, because, but just because it's the energy that you've been putting inside of you. I'm not going to be like my mom, I'm not going to be like my dad, blah, 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 blah. You're denying those parts of you. You know, you're seeing it, but you're not doing anything about it or you're not sitting with it. Now, I'm not saying that you should do it right now. I'm just saying that there is something that you're seeing. And the more that you just shut it shut it aside, God, and at least not do something, even if it's just as simple as feeling it and sitting with it or moving with it, the more it's gonna manifest when you get older and we see that with our parents we see that within ourselves we see that right now surprisingly within the younger generation so i mean to go back to the post you know the guy made sense but also at the same time he didn't he made sense by saying stop bypassing spiritually by going through all of this toxic positivity and whatnot but also at the same time stop bypassing spiritually or bypassing in general by going crazy on self-righteousness and saying that this is what people should do, you know? We can share our thoughts, definitely. But to put it out there, especially in social media where everybody's in a vulnerable state, where everybody's in a panic state, where everybody is in a fear-based state, and we know it that when people are, or when we are personally in a fear-based panic state, God, we will always try to look for salvation. You know what I mean? Look at it in history. Whenever there's a a panic state that's been happening, something arises that make people feel like there's salvation and they hook onto that so quickly. I know this because I've felt this before. Desperation. Desperation is an an energy that can be beneficial or detrimental. And sometimes that is the same energy of, of desperation, salvation. Salvation doesn't come from outside, it comes from within. It's a personal salvation that we are looking for. But because we're so dependent on others, you know, we start to look for salvation outwards because we want to belong. But that's the thing. When we try to look for something to belong outside of us, or for us to belong outside of us, the more we're bypassing what we really need to belong with. And that's ourselves. And the more we allow ourselves to belong with ourselves, then it becomes easier to belong with others. Because we've recognized those parts of us that is inside of us, the ugly and the beautiful. And we see that outside. We project that outside. And then we start to see the ugly and the beautiful and love it nonetheless. Oh, well, I'm going to... We're going to take a break on that note. And we'll come back to it shortly. I just need to charge my phone. You know? And I think a good 30-minute... A break in 30 minutes would also be a good thing, right? I don't know. So yeah, let's just take a break first. Maybe take a couple of breaths. Get things to process and absorb and whatnot. Maybe get some water. Maybe get some food. Or whatever you want to do. Until the show comes back on. But really, I mean, take a pause because for sure after I take a pause on this I'm going to put some interludes and some sounds and then it's going to be the podcast again so yeah just pause it first come back whenever you need to alright and we're back so, yeah, touching back from the previous topic, or from what we left off, yes, when we start to belong to ourselves inwardly, we project that outwardly. And like what um, Guru Singh from the practice of Kundalini Yoga used to say, or says, that when you see that, all you'll feel is love, love, love. And even Ram Das says that as well everything that you become aware of you start to love all right but again it's your own personal journey and within your own personal journey it's always about telling stories and when we tell stories we share our experiences with others so that they may come into their own insights and reflect within their own lives if that's what they choose to do with the story that you're with the story that you're sharing, right? With the experience that you've gone through and you're putting it out there. And there's healing in that. You know, there's recognition in that. There's belonging in that. You know, but when we start to tell people, no, this is what you should do. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's just like you're gaslighting other people. Man, I get it. You need We need others to listen and to hold space with us. But when we try to tell people that this is the way, this is the truth, this is the light, this is the life. My God, wait a minute. There's something there that's that's still hidden that we're not seeing. Or I guess that you're not seeing. I don't know. I don't know. But I guess, you know, Do each his own time. You do you. Wherever you are in your journey, go through it. Share it with others, you know, and share it unapologetically, but share it with awareness. Knowing that your awareness or knowing that what you've gone through allows you to come into a space of kindness and compassion. And sometimes kindness and compassion, well, I guess touching up on on the Bible, let's not take it too literally, too. do though, remember the time that Jesus went apeshit and started flipping all of the shit in the temple because he was so frustrated? You know, this is like, what the fuck are you guys doing? You're in my father's house type of thing. You know, this is a place of worship. Why are you worshiping money? You know, so yeah, I mean, within that same right, Jesus went a bit violent, you know, but. At the same time there was a there was awareness in his violence, quote unquote. And there was also kindness and compassion because at the same time he wasn't telling anyone that you should be doing this here. All he he was stating within that same rite was this is a space of worship. Why is this space of worship being used to worship money? Yeah, that's it. And of course, him also being human and divine, I guess, you know if you want to put it that way, him being human was just him expressing him, his own frustration and anger. And I wouldn't say that he wasn't remorseful or he regretted doing that. But I guess in some way, and I can't speak for Jesus, he's Jesus, man, he's his own dude. But I guess within my own experience, when I'm going apeshit, whether it be in social media, as much as possible, I try to put awareness into it. Is what am I going to say going to affect others in a way where it's where I'm expressing kindness and compassion? Or am I just doing this to show that I am? this is my practice and my practice is right? You know what I mean? And it can be felt. It can be heard. Especially with how it's written. You can feel energy through the words that are coming out. I don't know. I mean, that's just within my own take about it but of course ahimsa non-violence if there's another way to, to express yourself without being violent in any way then why not but again what's important is of course that you're coming from a space of kindness and compassion because kindness and compassion is what is what, what we all need right now you know why do we keep sharing hate I mean hate is just another expression of care right I mean hate is not I guess within my own experience hate is not the opposite of love indifference is the opposite of love if you just really think about it in terms of elements love is a very fiery a very fiery type of energy and hate is also a very fiery energy just like how excitement and anxiety are also a fiery energy. Well, yeah, then indifference, oh, that's cold. Wow, that is cold. That is basically saying, I don't give a shit. Like literally, I don't give a shit, you know? But that's the thing. A lot of people nowadays are not indifferent to what's going on. We're actually very in tune with each other because we're feeling the exact same thing. We're feeling pain we're feeling suffering and when I say all of us I mean like the general lot and of course there are people who are indifferent to what's going on but isn't that spiritual bypassing too? I mean we start to look at the left wing and the right wing and they're just the same bird. One side of the coin and the other side of the coin it's still the same bird. I mean indifference can also lead to well of course that space of understanding where other people are going through. But indifference to me seems to be self-righteousness. You know, because you're indifferent to what's going on. You may seem like you are. You're, you're, you're part of the 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 energy, the vibration, or the frequency of what's going on, and you're feeling what other people are feeling, but you start to become indifferent to it. You know, because you're hiding something or whatever. Why you want to be indifferent to something, whatever. But maybe that's also spiritual bypassing. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's a very tricky thing to notice because, of course, we need to protect ourselves. Self-preservation. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that when it's, when it's out there in the open and you're telling people that you're wrong, that there's something wrong with you, God, then that means that there's something wrong with you too because you're recognizing something that's wrong in others, which means you're recognizing something that's wrong in you how can you recognize something that you don't know that you don't experience you know what i mean i don't know really i don't know but that's just my own experience with it and when i tell people that they're wrong that means that there's something wrong with me because i'm seeing that there is wrong and i'm also seeing that there's something right i'm seeing i'm holding on too much into the duality of it that it's blocking my view my clear view of what is actually present and in this case it's the bypassing of everything in every level and in deep or in more specific context bypassing spiritually now now that we see the specifics what is the bigger picture towards all of this I I don't know, I mean, in my own experience, I guess the bigger picture or seeing the bigger picture is that we're all going through pain. We're all going through suffering. We're all going through a state of panic and fear. That's the thing. Wow, that's the thing. And you know, it touches on my personal self-righteousness and my indifference to it all. And I just want to troll people online because I'm like, it's so fun. You know, it's sometimes just so fun to watch the world burn. And I'm not gonna hide that. I'm not gonna hide it from you. I'm gonna be as honest as I can be and tell you, yes, I have my tendencies where I wanna troll others. God, because it's just so fun. Because sometimes it's just like that, yeah, you know what, fine. If you're gonna fucking do this, then I'm gonna do it too. But fuck, does it really make sense? Is it really addressing the bigger picture? Am I adding more to the fear and the panic that that's going on? And you know, some of my, and one of the saving graces, at least on on Facebook right now for me is, or at least on Reddit as well, you know, the the saving graces for me are the memes that have something to do with nihilism. Oh God, nihilism. (laughs) I mean, nihilism has had its, you know, fair share of backlashes because of how it views the world you know that yeah fuck you know we're all gonna die so fuck it it gives a space for indifference casual nihilism my god search it up on facebook check it out it's fucking funny i don't know i find it funny some people that i know find it funny too but because i guess you know it's just an inevitability of death and making a joke out of it and i know i said before don't make a joke out of it or it's not that good of an idea to make a joke out of it because death is something that we need to look at as well. But I guess when you see the comedy behind everything that that's happening, you know, you just can't help but fuck. Like, fuck, (laughs) wow. What are we really doing with our lives? What is it leading up to? Why are we even pursuing anything if we're all just going to die? So, you know, there's that. But then I realized that, wait a minute, the acceptance of death itself like, and again, going back to the previous episode, when we start to accept death, yes, it can go both ways. It can go in one way where we just get into a spiraling sense of depression, thinking that whatever that we do doesn't really amount to anything, and that, fuck, what does it matter what we do? what's the point? But then, on the flip side, or on the other side of the coin, or on the other side of the bird, or the wing of the bird, we start to see, yeah, there really isn't the point, but maybe that's the point that we don't, that there is the inevitability of death, but it doesn't mean that we need to bring ourselves straight up to death itself and assist death to come into our space, but rather just recognize it and say, yeah, you know, I know that you're there, but, not, but, uh, but since that you're not yet here with me, and you, I guess you being here, not here with me, like right beside me holding my hand, you know, leading to the great unknown, like, then maybe it's not the day. And i guess if we put a face of death holding us to the great unknown it's just basically this facing what is the great unknown the unknown that is known to us and we're seeing it there it's leading to something and we don't know where it's leading to but it's leading to something and maybe that's the biggest picture something that we can't see yet but we cannot allow ourselves and i guess it doesn't make sense or it just gives us the space to be dilapidated and to feel like we are useless and and, and the, the fear of the unknown, of stepping outside and, and actually doing something, whether it just be sitting down and feeling through our emotions, you know? That the fear of the unknown is what's causing us the state of panic. And yes, and it'll, it'll be easy for us to bypass this because we want, we want ourselves to feel good. And there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes we need to hold on to something. But when we hold on too much to it, again, just like that analogy of the burning coal, we don't know anymore if it's good for us or not. Just like holding dry ice, you know? So, yeah, what's the point of it? And maybe that's the point, that there is no point. And because of that, we are unlimited. We, are, we see that there is a possibility of seeing that we can do so much, you know? And, and, and it's within that doing so much That again, it goes back to what do you do with it? How do you be with it? Are we going to bypass constantly by thinking to ourselves that this is what's right and this is what's wrong? Or are we gonna face it and just really sit with it? Let that fear come over and flow through you. And when you see its path, wow, there's only you left. And I guess in some way or another, there's only love that's left love for yourself and love for others I don't know but that's just what it how it hits me every time that that fear comes again and again And you know speaking of that I'm gonna tell you guys a story I uh, in this next coming uh, by by Saturday because it's a Wednesday right now by Saturday I'm gonna become go- I'm gonna be undergoing a self quarantine for 14 days and yeah I could have done this already at the start of quarantine but now I'm actually given and provided the space to do so because you know I want to go home to my family right now. But they told me, hey, you've been gone for a while. And we just want to make sure that that you're that you're safe and you're healthy and that you know that there that you're there's no trace of the virus, you know, or, or you're not asymptomatic. And you know, just riding with that, of course, being aware that yes, you know. We need to hold the space for others. We can't say that, hey, you have to not be afraid. If I had it my way, I would fucking just go home and be like, stop being afraid, motherfuckers. But no, these are this is my family that we're talking about. And I would rather hold that space with them of comfort and compassion and kindness for all of us in the family by going into the self retreat and or self-quarantine, which I see right now as a self-retreat where I get to spend some alone time, really sit down with myself, by myself, with myself, for myself, literally and figuratively, you know, where I really have to just be with myself. And And there is a certain fear in it because I'm not used to being by myself. More often than not, I usually have somebody here with me Yes, I get pockets of, of alone time, but days on end just by being by myself, whoa, that's something that's unknown to me. And that's something I'm willing to face. You know, that's something I'm willing to, to dive into because I, I wanna experience that. And that willingness to experience that is also kindness and compassion with myself and ultimately kindness and compassion with my family. Because of course, touching from their boundaries, I will necessarily say yes to it. And again, I'm just grateful that when I shared myself to my mom, when I stopped bypassing myself spiritually because I was afraid of rejection and I was afraid of not being heard, I faced my mother and told her honestly what is in my heart and what is in my mind and spoke candidly to her with as much love as I could stating mom you know this is it sucks because i feel afraid to open up to you and anyone in the family because i'm afraid of not being heard my mom allowed me to hold that or my mom and i were holding that space together as i was speaking and listening and as she was listening as well and you know at the end of that conversation or at least the end of that message that i shared with her and mind you writing letters Writing long messages to your loved ones is so good. It's very healing for yourself and for the one who's receiving it. And I'm not saying that you should do it. There are other ways to do it. But give it a try. It might hold space for you. Even if you don't send it. Even if you just write it down. It may hold space for you. But anyway, her reply was just so... It was enough. And all she said was, I love you, anak. Or I love you, my child. And she would say that before, and sometimes I wouldn't even hear it because, you know, and it's not because she has something loaded, but because I have something loaded with it. But the simplicity of what she said, or of her reply, showed the complexity of her love and her kindness and compassion with me. And ever since that conversation, or ever since that that honest moment between my mother and I, my mother has been listening to me more, you know, and I've been listening to her more as well. And which has allowed me to, to listen to my family and my family to also listen to me. And it's so beautiful. And so yeah, I spearheaded this whole self retreat, self quarantine thing and they allowed me to take the reins of it and I just felt so empowered because now I have trust within myself and trust from my family. And oh my God, this is so beautiful. This is what I've been waiting for. You know, so yeah, going back, not to digress too much into that. Yeah, so I'm going on a 14-day spiritual, not spiritual journey, but a 14-day self-quarantine, self-retreat and this is something that i have been wanting and this has been something that my soul has been yearning for and now it's there and i can do it now but i'm not going to say that there are challenges you know but with the challenges it's okay i can do it i have it within me now i have the strength and the courage to do it and so yeah it's enough it's enough to to actually know that i have I'm capable of doing it and now it'll be more than enough to actually do it so wherever you are in your journey in spirituality or in this human experience in however way you want to see it face the fear in however way you choose to face it you know look at Facebook look at social media feel the energy process it on your own and take it as it is face these These memes or these trolls or these posts that trigger you because the trigger is not a trigger outwards, but a trigger inwards. It's shooting. It's fire. There's something that's rising up that's asking you to hear yourself. I've always believed that fear is the feeling that is asking you to hear the healing. And I'm just going to touch a bit on wordplay. Fear, F-E-A-R, there is an ear there, F space E-R. And then what is F? I guess to me, F is feeling. And then ear, your ears listening. So fear is a feeling, F, that is listening you, that is asking you to listen to it. Why? Because there is room for healing. Because when we look at the word hear, H space E-A-R. We have ear again. Wow, but what is H? I don't know. To me, I guess it is healing. So fear is a feeling that is asking you to hear the healing. Yeah, wow. And when we allow ourselves to face that fear with kindness and compassion, and we can sit with it with kindness and compassion, when you can move with it with kindness and compassion, then how can that not be a space for us to heal? You know, sometimes spiritual bypassing is also pointing the finger, not giving the finger, but pointing the finger to other external sources. Yes, I know that there there are entities out there that need to answer for accountability. But again, how much are we being accountable for ourselves? You know, how can we demand accountability from other people when we ourselves are not accountable for ourselves? I know, yes, I, this, this may receive backlash because it is, the, it is these bodies out there that need to be accountable, but we cannot depend on them anymore to be accountable for us, you know? Because they're doing what they're doing. They're being governments. God, governments will be governments. They will make mistakes. They are imperfect because they are spaced by an imperfect, by imperfect people. That's backed up by somewhat like seemingly looking political perfection, especially now with democracy. Oh my God, please, just give me the space to talk about democracy because it's an illusion. Well, not really an illusion, but it's a joke. It's a joke in the sense that God, we don't understand it. We can't even fathom the depth of what democracy actually means. Democracy, at least the way I've come to understand it, and the way I've started to see it, is a utopian form of governance. And when, and when we mean utopian, I mean that it is a perfect society where everybody is just really in it with everybody where one voice matters as much as the collective voice. So you, do you understand? The, we keep running for democracy, but we don't understand democracy. Our governments, our government, especially democratic governments, keep pushing for democracy, but they don't even understand what democracy is about. We keep teaching. Our children about democracy. But do we even really understand what democracy means? I mean, downright in the family aspect, we want it to be a democratic society or a democratic form of, fam- of family governance or family system. But God, it's never going to be a democratic form because we're all just working on ourselves as well. You know, in some way or another, our parents have never been taught how to deal with their own stuff. And because of that, we were ever how to deal with our own stuff, and we're all just reparenting each other. So in some way or another, it's like children, leading children, We're children putting up roles or taking up roles that they may not even understand fully. I mean, we know a lot of parents, and I mean, there are a lot of parents out there who are new to the situation, but they are reparenting themselves not because that they don't want to be who their mom and dad is, but because they're starting to see that there is another way to parent children. Anyway, I'm not gonna go too deep into that. But yeah, democracy, it's, it's like chasing a dragon, you know? It's an addiction. We call for democracy, but we don't know what democracy really is. God, not even the Greeks got it. They postulated. They tried practicing democracy. But Jesus. Oh my God. They even failed at it. I mean maybe in some way or another. And I'm just being biased here. Because I've been watching Vikings. But Vikings seems to be. Or like the Viking culture. Seems to be a bit more democratic. Than any of our democratic societies right now. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. That's democracy for you. It's, it's used, it can be used as a form of control where one person has an interest and uses that as a form and uses democracy as a form of control and authoritative and authoritarian powers. And we can see it, it's right in front of our eyes. You know, and then I guess there are some families that are that way. There's some communities, there's some groups that are that way, and then there's, of course, governments that are that way, societies that are that way. But not unless we achieve a utopian form of government, democracy will never work. No matter how much we try to modify it, it will never work. Sorry, but that's it, and I'm not actually sorry. But you know, that's what it is. So fuck, let's, can we please? Stop running for democracy because it's not gonna work. It's only gonna lead to another form of dictatorship. And we're seeing that right now. The good of the others is actually more for the good of one group. And I'm sure we can see it. With this whole anti-terror bill coming out, please. Terrorism, fighting terrorism. There wouldn't be a need for terrorism we were really answering for our own actions. And if we were a democratic society, there wouldn't be a need for that. God, see, democracy can give rise, especially when it is not in a utopian form of governance or government can give rise to a dictatorship, can give rise to tyranny. And this is what's happening. Oh, God, man, that went dark quickly. (laughs) Woo! But again, touching back onto casual nihilism. So what can we do? I'm not saying that you shouldn't riot or you shouldn't go out into the streets and march. I mean, if that's what you feel is right, then go for it. As a democratic society, then yes, you are allowed to do it. But again, where is it really leading to? And that's the thing we don't know that's the thing that's a scary thing but what's important is that we're allowing our actions to do and to move ourselves to process something that is inside of us and it's the fear and the panic Wow you know what let's just take another break cuz that was pretty heavy okay let's just take a break first I'm gonna go and grab some water check on my laundry and maybe grab something to eat, I don't know. So you can do the same thing. You know, or wherever you are in your world, maybe hug your, hug your mom, hug your dad, thank them, hug your children, hug, thank them for whatever reason you want to. You know, or go on Facebook, stream and do whatever. But the podcast will just be here and we'll be here with you again shortly. All right, take it easy. Welcome back. Mm. There's a rally that's happening today, and I I really wish a lot of safety and a lot of, yeah, just safety and and strength, of course, and courage to, to those who are going to the protest later in UP. Please do be careful, please be vigilant first sign of any possible threat, please count for your safety and the safety of others. Don't give in to panic. That's what they want. They want us to panic. So please, be vigilant for yourselves and for others, those around you. Okay? But anyway, yeah. God, it's like we're in the scene in the matrix or we're already We were all forced to take that red pill, but some of us still want that blue pill. God. Oh, wow. Wow. Wow, I don't know, like, having conversations about what's really going on and seeing the bigger picture. It's literally just history repeating itself over and over again you know, some people are just smarter now with how they choose to do it. People have planned so much more than what we can actually see. And a lot of the plans seem to be working. I'm not saying this to discourage you from doing what it is that you're already doing, but I'm saying this for you to see and for us to strategize more of what we can do, how we can go through this together Okay. So don't let anyone ever say that what you're doing is wrong. As long as you can see what's going on and that you're doing something on your own end, whether it be on a very personal level or whether it be in your relationships, you know, or whether it be in the political arena, it doesn't matter. As long as you're doing something about this energy, and this energy is about oppression. We can't bypass that oppression anymore, whether it be on a personal level, or on a national level, or hell, even on a global level. We've been living with oppression for the longest time, and I think this is the time for us to really do something about it, and be something beyond it. You know, we're facing this fear, this fear of oppression—that we are not enough, and that we need to depend on other people, especially on a system that doesn't work anymore—okay? Who? Oh, God? Yeah. Wow. I know it can get scary, and if, and you should be—not so much in the sh- in the should be scared that it's going to make you feel like you can't do anything but rather that, f- that being scared that the same energy of fire that there's a fire that's right inside of you there's a light that never burns out and that's that stoke it stoke it with everything because really the revolution is already happening inside of us and outside of us. Now, what you choose to prioritize first is on you. But just knowing that there is a revolution inside and outside of us, how can we use that? How can we use that? to go through the fear that we are all collectively facing? How can we use that to support each other through this time? And how can we support ourselves to go through the fear that we're all facing with oppression? Because that's it. Come on, warrior people. Let's do this. in in our own ways, okay? Let our practices speak for ourselves. Whatever your practice is, keep going, keep going. You're not alone. If you need to rest, rest, but keep going. It's okay, we'll get through this. We're in this together. This is what Darwin, Charles Darwin has been saying for the longest time that survival is not how civilizations rise and fall. It's not how species rise and fall. No, it's community. It's about working together. It's about cooperation. You know, we're facing co-oppression and now we need cooperation from all of us in however way we can choose to support each other and to cooperate this new system that we're all working together to create. Even if we don't know how it looks like right now, we're taking the necessary steps. And no one can say that one step is wrong because it's your own step that you're choosing to take to create this system or to recreate the system Right? You got this. We got this, people. Whew. Okay, so again, if you have any questions, violent reactions, or whatnot, they're all welcome. Feel free to message us at the podcast, you know, or send us a voice message in the podcast. Or for those who know me, please feel free to just message me. All right? Anyway. Yeah. Let's do what we can. Enough with the bypassing. Enough with the oppression. It's time. It's time, guys. And we're already doing it. So keep doing it. Keep going. Keep being. Okay. Namas, weird. This is it. The weird in me honors the weird in you. All right? Take it easy guys.